Hey everybody, Mark Herman, aka LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms, and I am joined here as always with super fans Devin Circus and Jake Circus of the Jake Circus Podcast, and this is Week 14's preview of Jungle Talk. And I've got stuff in my hand, so I can't clap, so I'm not going to clap. Um, yeah, I got papers in my hand. Sorry. So there you go. Thank you. So um, before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Um, just support the channel. Channel for fans by fans. So please just support us and hit the thumbs up. Give us the uh, helps us out with the YouTube analytics. And Jake does a number of great podcasts. Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, Jake Circus podcast uh, on Spotify and YouTube. New episode is out uh, on Monday. It went over, obviously, well, it's kind of outdated because it was about week 13, uh, but also had a good bit in there about the the college football playoff. Oh, hi, Jax. Hey, buddy. Uh, about the uh, college football playoff committee uh, leaving out an undefeated team, and I gave gave my uncut thoughts on that. And yeah, uh, so Spotify and YouTube, happy to be back on as always. Little, in, yeah. little in- interesting matchup this week. Yeah, no, no. I think, no. Uh, think it'll be interesting. And before we get started, why don't you tell them, because you went down to Jerry World, uh, you know, uh, this weekend. So you can see some of his stuff on his Twitter feed, but go ahead and tell us how that went. Yeah, I've talked about it on the show a couple of times. Been doing stuff with uh, BR betting uh, this this football season. Uh, do TikTok lives, app shows, and they they flew me out to Dallas to to make some content for uh, the Big Twelve title game, Texas Oklahoma. Uh, Texas is back. They're they're in the playoff. They're they're going to be a tough out. And uh, it, 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 it was a good time. That was my second time at Jerry's World. That place is unreal, man. No, never never fails. Place is awesome. Wow. Have you been to SoFi? You've been to SoFi, haven't you? I have not been inside of SoFi yet. No, okay. I have not. So I'm just curious. I haven't been to, down to de- to Jerry World, so I would love the comparison because SoFi is a pretty amazing facility as well. I've been to most of the new stadiums. I've been to you know Arizona and then and then Vegas. We all, so um, and I think SoFi is better than the other two. But I was curious how how Jerry World compares. So, but uh, all right, well let's get started. This is kind of a you know, Jake Browning surprised us all, uh, got rid of the ball faster. Zach did had a great game plan. It got executed. I think we all were surprised on what happened Monday night. Um, so coming into this week, it's like, can we do it two weeks in a row? I mean, this is to me is the biggest test is to see what we've got going this week. Um, and these teams could not be more, you know, more similar in terms of stats and stuff. So I mean, they're both allowing both defenses allow some points, um, which is why I personally we'll get into gambling later. But I love the over in this game. Um, you know, it's a 40 and a half and both teams are averaging giving up, you know, two or three points more than that. So um, but uh, this is kind of a like I said, are we going to see another, you know, Jake Browning or has a week of film? You know, is, is Indianapolis going to be able to stop kind of some of what we did? Um, I'm real curious on seeing, you know, what we're going to get this week. What are your thoughts on that? I, I'm more curious on hearing what Jake Circus has to say, because him and I have had some interesting conversations pretty much since uh, Burrow went down. And obviously everybody knows Jake's away at school. We probably talk six times a day. Uh, a lot of it is Bengals. And uh, we were in very stark uh, difference of opinion post Monday night game and Tuesday. Um, I, I look, I've got a sense of optimism. Um, we talked about it on the aftermath, uh, on the show on Monday night that they did a great going back 
to when Browning took over for Burrow. And and look, this is what reading what people are saying. I got I'm I'm no insider. I don't know anything. I don't have any sources. But everything you read and everything you hear is that they went to Browning when he was taking over the job and kind of said, you know, like built the offense on on what they wanted him to do and what he was comfortable with. And basically it was, I want to run Burrow's offense. Obviously can't make all the same throws, can't make all the same plays. And it failed miserably in who the heck did we play two weeks ago? Pittsburgh. And they changed it up. They catered the offense to what Jake Browning can do last week. And it started slow, the check downs, the screens, nothing more than three, five yards downfield. He got comfortable. They were running the ball. Every There's all kinds of stats all week on Twitter. What happens when the Bengals rush the ball? I think the magic number was 30 times. We're 4-0 when we run the ball 30 times. Let's right. run the ball. But the offense opened up, and they were able to throw the ball downfield. Uh, Jake Browning to Jamar Chase is our longest play of the year. It doesn't mean anything as one play, but it was pretty freaking right. cool. Um yeah, there's more tape on Browning, and the Colts can get better at game planning. But is Jake Browning any worse than Gardner Minshew? Probably not. We got a battle of gunslinger backup quarterbacks. Both teams have talented wide receivers. Uh, Jake's laughing, so I can't wait. What I just Jake said. Jake Browning, the gunslinger. Yeah, <laughs> let's sling it. Um, so- you know, they're on their backup running back. Zach Moss is Zach Moss. Joe Mixon is not the same Joe Mixon of five years ago, but he's looked good. Chase Brown looks good. Yeah, this game has everything to all the makings of a shootout is what I'm trying to say. And it yeah. could be a blast of a game to watch. Yeah, that's why I, I looked at, I expected the over-under to be at least five points higher. I really did. Yeah, I was really surprised. 40 and a half I, to me, that's a, and you tease it in, in the 30s. I mean, come on, that's a. You know, that's the only bet I was on Monday was the over and it hit like, you know, just part of the way through the third quarter. I mean, we're sitting at halftime at 28 and 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 you were sitting at like 34 and a half or something on the tees. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, I what, really like the over this week. So what Costa Rican book do you use where you got 40 and a half? That's what it's on. Um, I was just looking at the line for our game for. In India, I got Indianapolis on uh, maybe it was it's gone up in the last couple of days because I had Indianapolis plus uh, minus. Oh, it, it opened 40. Yeah, it, it opened, yeah, it opened 40. at 40. It, okay, it got up to so one up. Uh, yeah, 40, well, then 40. there you go. That's so yeah, I, I, still like the over. I, see yeah, I still I, like the over. I will say that there's projected because <laughs> I actually took the under, but we can, we can, we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, th- there's there's I think 16 mile, 16 mile an hour winds at Paycor. On Sunday, something like that. It's something Uh-oh. crazy. Anyways, um, one more thing on that gunslinger. Like, we use the word gunslinger way too much nowadays. Like, quarterbacks love getting called gunslingers seven years ago. Now it's like you don't want to get called a gunslinger because everybody gets called a gunslinger now. So I don't think Jake Browning is a gunslinger, but I think that he had his, the best game of his life uh, in prime time. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to be the hater. Um, but if we do get to a point where we remember that, Joe Burrow is re- really good and a lot better. Maybe that'll come this week. But I, I Mark, you said that uh, these teams are even. They are. Um, neither of these teams are particularly good. The Colts are very well coached. The Bengals at times are very well coached. Right. It's weird. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. That was like the best game Zach Taylor's ever coached. I was, I was on my I was on my knees. I was like, holy holy shit, this is like the greatest thing Zach Taylor's ever done. No, um, that one, no then, winning beating Pittsburgh with Ryan Finley. 
bad. Yeah, that's, that's the top. But this is right up, up there, there like the top. So this Absolutely. has got to be number two yeah. or three. So um, yeah, the Colts. The Colts are a weird team. They 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 played a lot of weird games. They started with Anthony Richardson, who made a lot of mistakes, and they have a rookie head coach. Um, but this is this this will be a test for Jake Browning because although this Colts defense doesn't have great talent, they're not great against the run, and they're certainly not great against the pass, but you got to face Gus Bradley, and that's always tough. Right. Well, situationally, the Colts have come through when they needed to be. So it's They're very well coached. The they're, they're very well coached. Yeah, Some of the first-year head coaches this year have actually done a really good job. Gannon looks unbelievable in Arizona. I think Steichen's done a really good job um, in, in Indy. Obviously, Frank Reich didn't really work out. Who am I forgetting? Who are the other first-year head coaches? Who am I forgetting? This year? Yeah. First year. Uh, Card Gannon. Did you say Gannon? Yeah, Gannon's done a good job in Arizona. I think you got everybody. The only three? No, there's more than three. No, there's more than three. We're just not. Right, Gannon. But I put it in the comments. Move on. Yeah, put it in the comments. So, uh, but um, no, these teams, like I said, and and I think like the Bengals situationally, while their stats didn't look great uh, defensively on on uh on D'Amico D'Amico oh great, yeah, yeah great oh, job I great forget job. him can't believe I forgot it's my guy he's a yeah he's a leading candidate for coach of the year so does um, also does Sean Payton count who's also done a good job by the way but like I don't know yeah. If oh counts. yeah oh yeah Sean you Payton. know and his stuff you know on Sean Payton and then we'll get back to this game but Sean Payton he made some comments earlier about Nathaniel Hackett and those have actually now his comments have aged pretty well you know you're looking the stuff that he said about the jets he was spot on so you know sean payton's a football whiz i mean anybody who who tries to go after that dude like bomb you're an idiot right well i and and nobody cost me more money last year than nathaniel hackett so i agree with every word he said um but I think maybe that should have been internal dialogue because as an analyst, you can say that as a, as a, a head coach, you probably shouldn't say that. So, but his stuff has aged very well. So, um, but let's get back to our game. So yeah, this situationally, the Bengals defensively, I think on Monday, the stats weren't like jumping off the page, but situationally we do what we need to do. The Colts are kind of that same kind of animal. I mean, they give up a lot of ugly plays. I mean, block a punt, get a touchdown, and then get, and then give up yeah, the I mean, conversion on a pick. I guess we'll call it a pick two because yeah, you know, you ran it the other way. But it was one of those, you know, situationally they came through when they needed to and won that game. So this game is, like I said, I, you know, I, I it's a it's a test. We're gonna know what we have more with Jake Browning and and the Colts are, are certainly in the driver's seat you know, with, with the tiebreakers they have and the record they have for, for getting into the playoffs. They, of their last five, I think they just, they need to win like three of them probably. As they're, they're I mean, the Bengals. Tiebreaker, we're not. Bengals are right in it too. Like they have games against the Colts, the Browns, and the Steelers still. Oh yeah. Um, So oh, no one thing I, I'm, but no tiebreaker. We need to be a game ahead of everybody because our conference record sucks, our division record sucks, and our head-to-head with a lot. Of, we don't have the tiebreaker with Houston. We have the tiebreaker with Jacksonville, but if they win the division, it's relevant. Right. So, and, and we only got, what, our second AFC win on, you know. So, I mean, we literally have to win all the AFC games, and then I still don't know that we have the tiebreaker. Right. Can we? Can we please just, like, lose out and get a fourth-place schedule next year? 
Like, is so, why am I the only one a, talking about we that? We could win out and still get a fourth place schedule. Yeah. We could make the playoffs and still get a fourth place schedule. Um, well, if you make the no. playoffs, then the whole then the whole division's in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but so the, one thing I without with Mitch Trubisky running. Oh yeah, without Pickett because Pickett's so so good. Yeah, but Trubisky's worse. Hey, one thing I want to say on the Colts because we're all over the place right now. Yeah, they're in the playoff. They're in the playoffs right now. If the play, I, I hate. There's nothing I hate more than if the playoffs started today. Because they're they not don't. today. <laughs> okay, but they're they're holding a playoff spot right now. They have they got a fluke win against Baltimore. They beat Houston in week two, but other than that, their wins are Tennessee twice, Carolina, New England, and what I think is a bad Tampa Bay team. Like they haven't done anything. Right. Um, they're not a very good football team. No, like, and and at no. times we've been right there too. That's why I said this game is right. is it couldn't be more evenly matched. I really, yeah. of all the games going I, in, I I have no idea whether we win or not on Sunday. I'll be rooting for us, but of course, yeah. Well, one thing that I'm looking for on Sunday is to see what the approach is. Um, the approach with the offense and Browning was very differently on very different on Monday night than it was against Pittsburgh. Right. Um, it was very much a screw it. Let's just throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what works. Uh, we saw a, a Jamar Chase pass the Browning. We saw uh, a Tyler Boyd team, a Tyler Boyd pass that was essentially a handoff to Josh Allen on the other yeah. team. But it really felt like they were just calling backyard ball and let's just try, try all this crap and see what works. It it didn't even feel real, but yet it was open and it was loose. And Jake, you commented, you're, you're, you're critical of Zach and you've had your comments about the coaching staff. Um, they did a good job with this yeah. offense and with this game plan. And I, I hope they stick with it. I made the comment Monday night that it almost feels like Zach and the staff fall into the trap of when Burrow's healthy and playing, they just kind of sit back and let Burrow go into, into God mode and, and really don't do anything but they coached the hell out of this game on Monday night. And I'm really interested to see, really interested to see what happens on Sunday. Do they stay with it and let her rip and cater to Browning and get the running game going? And, uh, you know, look, this offense runs through Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has to have double digit targets. And I'm really curious to see what happens. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Kind of looking into the, the future a uh, little bit with this opportunity that not just the defense has, not just Browning has, but the coaching staff as well. Uh, one of my my buddies tweeted, really, really smart guy. Uh, right when Burrow went down, he was like, this is this is a great opportunity for Zach Taylor and the Bengals because they're going to have to call th things that they didn't call and didn't they thought they didn't need to call with Burrow. Right. Um, and they're going to have to basically switch everything up. And he, he phrased it in a very... In, intellectual way that I can't really remember what it was, but basically he circled back on Monday after going through the door Tuesday, after going through the tape and, and he's like, the Bengals have never done any of this. Like the, the tight end leak stuff, like we're they've, they've teased at it with a lot of the Hudson targets and samples getting a lot of buzz because of his pass blocking performance, which was very, very good on Monday. Um, but he's like, the Bengals have never done this like with Burrow and Zach, they've never done this. So if they can now, do this with Burrow, and obviously they're not going to change the whole offense because it is still going to be Burrow, but if they can always find a way to wrinkle these in and, and add a, a safety valve to the offense to some degree, it's it's going to make make everything so much better. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of the, uh, thank you for continuing that and really well done that it's almost like, you know, let, let's take football out of it and Mark Jake's in school, but Mark, we're adults. And sometimes with adversity and work or family, you, you have to go about things differently. Yes. And you, you become better on the other end of it. So oh. can this make Zach a better coach? Can this make the Brian Callahan a better offensive coordinator? And, and will this force them to look at what they're doing to get Jake Browning and this offense adequate, maybe win a couple games? The, we've said it before, the results almost don't matter. We want them to matter because we are on the playoff hunt. But bigger picture, if, if they can get to spring camp and OTAs and then summer camp, uh, next training camp, next season, and be like, Wow, we learned a lot from when we had to call plays differently for Jake Browning. To your point, Jake, it could be lookout next year. And that's the optimist in me, but let's hope. Yeah. Well, you know, we actually looked, it gave me hope. And I said this on, on the Monday recap with you. We Now I see Browning, he could be a viable backup. I mean, at the end of the season, we could emerge where we're not in the in the hunt for a backup quarterback next year. We have him if we can keep, if we re-sign Browning. I mean, if he keep, if he keeps putting up numbers like this, this is a quarterback, you know, shortage, you know, the quarterback uh, shortage in the league. You know, he might find himself in a team that's that's hungry to try anything. But but we have he showed the potential of actually being a viable backup. He got rid of the ball a lot quicker. Um, so it, it didn't pressure the defense, uh, our offensive line to have to block for long periods of time. And then the scheme with Zach was much better. And we ran the ball. Everything, all the passing set up because we ran the ball and we're effective. I know I, we're averaging less than 20 yards a game uh, with the Colts on 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 Graham, but we don't try to run as much as the Colts do. So we I, have- I, I am bizarre at how they were able to run the ball against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has been a team all year. It's been one of the most consistent things in the NFL this season in a, in a, in a year where there's been nothing consistent, but the Jags front has done exceptional at stopping the run. And the Bengals were able to do whatever they want offensively with all the, the gimmicks. But I just thought the down to down stuff was very efficient. And some of the stuff they were doing was interesting and new, but all of that stemmed from the fact that they were able to get four to six yards every time they they ran the ball. And I, I haven't looked at the tape, so I don't really know exactly what they did differently or if just the offensive line played really well for one game and it was just a fluke. I don't know. Um, but that that was certainly eye-opening and intriguing going forward the rest of the year. If if they can find a way going into the offseason where their number one need on offense is not, we need three three offensive linemen that can block the run. Because that that's the problem. Because if you need to reshape your interior line for the third time in four years because you still can't run the ball, even though you have high-character guys finally on that line and on paper good players, but if they can't block for running backs and create holes two, three yards upfield, that's a huge issue. So if they, if they can find a way to, to fix that by the end of the year, that's good going into the offseason. Yeah. There was something I saw um, the last couple of days from people that do break down film and people that know what they're talking about. I forgot what the term they used and we weren't just running in between the tackles. I want to say they were calling them drag runs where it was almost like a delay. Chase Brown or Mixon would go right up the middle and just kind of drag wide. And a lot of times run outside of the tackle. I know you're a tape guy. Is that, is it, is, well, I think when I think they, what they might've done. And again, I, I did not look at the personnel sets yet. Um, but I, cause sample played a lot. 
He did. So like I want I want to say that they had more that that they had that they went more heavy more often and they had two tight ends out there which I read that too. They, which which they have not been able to do for one particular reason they have not had a tight end that can catch the ball. So every time the Bengals have brought two tight ends into the game it's like the same thing when two years ago when Stanley Morgan came into the game. It, they, they were going to run the ball. And everybody knew they were going to run the ball. Remember everybody was talking about for like half the right. season, every time Stanley Morgan came in the game, the other team knew it was going to be a run. For the last two years, every time the Bengals brought an extra tight end, uh, the, the other team knew they were going to run the ball. And for whatever reason, the Jags didn't know that because Hudson's been good. Um, Wilcox has been all right. Like All four of them have done well. They still... Early they still need a tight end. Tight end on the team. Like they still need it. Like now it's time. Like you got to go get a tight end that can catch passes. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, Tanner Hudson guys. It's now it's time to take this offense to a new level. Like I'm sorry. Like oh you, I like Tanner Hudson though. If, if 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 they can run the ball with two tight ends, and and have a credible threat with play action and passing those tight ends, it will take the offense to a new level. Yep, and that tight end will not be named Brock Bowers in orange and black next year. Why not? I'm not drafting Brock Bowers. They have every reason to. Two weeks. They've ever, they have. Well, they have, they have a whole long. draft show they later have, on. So they have every reason. They have every reason to draft Bowers. Before we talk about who we're drafting, let's see where we're drafting. But you know, Tanner Hudson's averaging four or five catches a game, and he only played on on Monday night. Already, he was only in like a third of the of the plays. Yeah, he did not have a high snap count. No, but he still caught he still caught his four or five passes and and Drew Sample, like I said, had his they actually schemed sample open using Chase. So so we're gonna see. Like I said, we've had him out there. So um and I and I like I like Tanner Hudson and I also like the fact that he's your emergency quarterback. You know, there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain aspect to to having because you're only going to carry two. If we actually needed to get to an emergency quarterback, having somebody who actually could go out there and take the snaps and not put not be running the wildcat the whole time. So, um, McCaffrey, what's that? Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Yeah. So, but um, all right. So, any other? Like I said, we talked about how even this game is. Um, the injury report wasn't anything. I nothing really jumped out at me. We had a lot of guys, you know, on limited practice. But Tyler you know, Boyd that, moved on to it today. Tyler Boyd was full yesterday and limited today. Right. So something happened yesterday. Okay. I think Tyler Boyd's quit. I think he's done. He he is. It's quite possible. But well, that he, you pass know, was. A, hey, by by the way, let's let's not. You know, if we're going to run something, let's run a flea flicker or something where Browning actually throws the ball. Let's get away from the two worst passes of the game weren't thrown by Browning. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get away from that. Yeah, I think uh, th- I think we need to stick with 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 the backup quarterback being the only guy that throws the ball. Yeah. You know, the guy who's actually in there at quarterback, let's and you can run a gimmick play. I don't mind running a flea flicker or something, but but let's not have Boyd throwing it back. Let's not have Browning catching a ball for a loss for seven. You know, when you're yeah, but, behind like, the that line, was, you know what's coming on, knock it down. <laughs> that was arguably even worse, having J- the, the receiver being Jake Browning. Like, right. that was probably worse than having the receiver throw. Right. Boyd throw out, like, yeah. What makes it worse is that I watched that again the other night. Yeah. Browning was at the line of scrimmage. Normally on that play, the the quarterback runs a wheel route and you try and pick up 20, 30 yards. Like, had he run a wheel route and been open, okay. Or if it's incomplete, okay. But Brown, actually, Browning wasn't at the line of scrimmage. He was five yards behind the line Seven. of scrimmage. 
seven yards behind the line. Yeah. Zach. Zach. So, well, like I said, and then the and then other Tyler Board, we could we could do a whole show on the ad. I, I even saw Mixon kind of like shrugging his shows. Like I, he couldn't believe the ball got thrown. Josh Allen just uh, that was yeah, yeah we 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 plays, need that game's not close. We run away with that game on Monday night. You take out we, a, you take out that that play. We need to see more of the young receivers because I, I don't see a world where they're gonna get dish out money to a free agent receiver or take another one with a high pick. If they lose T. Higgins, they are going to have to fill that void internally based on what it looks like right now. Uh, and and if they, if they do win two three games the rest of the year and fuck up the draft pick, they're like they're, they're, there's guys that are gonna be there, but they're probably going to be reaches and they might have to go defense or, or if Bowers falls or whatever the case may be alignment, whatever. But if T Higgins ends up leaving, which he still might tag him, that, that's, that's a whole new story. I think there's a better, there's a, there's a way better chance T comes back than there was that Jesse was going to come back right. um, uh, a year ago. So, so we'll see, but that, but that's going to be a void that if they need to fill, it's going to come internally. So we need to see more of Jones and, and, and more of Yoshi. Yeah. I agree. No, I wanted to see more of them on Monday. So I still, nothing has changed with me. I want to see battle look fantastic. Turner's look. He's great. Yeah, battle, no. battle is bat, battle. We got battles really there. Battle and Turner feel. are unbelievable. So Turner's phenomenal. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, the video started coming out today. Turner was mic'd up on Monday night. It was very entertaining stuff. Oh, okay. I'm going to check mm. that out. But um, yeah, so I still want to see, I still say empty the cupboard. And we also saw Monday night, a lot, a lot more aggressive fourth down, you know, early on going forward in midfield. I mean, what do we got to lose? Right. I have no problem. Well, the, the problem with that is, do you know how many times in the last three years where the Bengals have immediately sent the punt team out in that situation with Joe Burrow at quarterback? That's the problem, right? That because that is that, that is sometimes a go situation. Now, I'm the guy who's I always had to go for it. I wanted them to punt, like I I wanted them to punt, and they went for it. And Browning held the ball for 20 seconds. Right. Well, he after that he got rid of the ball a lot sooner. I mean, he was averaging I think under three seconds on getting rid of the ball. So, you know, that was one of the big changes was and dumbing down the 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 playbook for him. They, they definitely, you know, less is more. So, so I, like I said, I'm really curious to see what we get. This is the real game to see what we, yes, you had an amazing game Monday night. Can we duplicate that? Not specifically the way we did it, but can we, can we duplicate that this week, week after? I think we've got what, Minnesota, then Pittsburgh. Yep. I mean, can we, can we duplicate that? If we're going to run a string together and start stacking some wins, you know, let's. This is gonna. This week is the big test. So, if we can. By the way, go ahead. I'm gonna add one more thing. Sorry. No. PFF has a. Uh, before we get into predictions, PFF has a pressure win percentage based on how many times you you attempt to rush the quarterback and how amount of times you actually win that rep. Uh, amongst rookie pass rushers with at least 20 percent of the team snaps, Miles Murphy is behind. Jalen Carter. Will Anderson. That's it. And that's of rookies. That. Of rookies, right? Yep. Of rookies. Huh. He had he had a couple he had yeah. some good plays on, on Monday. 
So, and he hesitated. You know, there was one play they were at the sideline, and it looked like he was gonna he, he was gonna grab a hold of a jersey and pull somebody to the ground on the white line, and he kind of pulled him to the line and then let go. Yeah, like, I remember that Eddie, one. Eddie, because that you you yank him down to the ground at that point, you're gonna there's a flag and there's 15 more yards. So yeah, he, 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 he needs, saw him out there. He needs to play more. He only had 12 snaps on Monday, but he was really good in the Pittsburgh game. And we didn't, we didn't talk about that. He was really good in the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Very really good. good. He needs to get more to empty the cupboard. We need to know what we have. And if nothing else, you get these guys valuable snaps. These are not preseason games. These are real snaps in real games. It's invaluable. So yep. we got to use the last five for this. And if we win great. And if we don't, <laughs> Hey, Fourth place schedule, better draft pick. But let's empty the cupboard and see what we have. There you go. Well, I'm with you. You know, it's I'm kind of it's that ambivalence because I really, I really would love a top 10 pick because it's I've said it before. It's not just the first, it's a second, third, and fourth round. We that's where we make our hay. And to be drafting, you know, day two, to be drafting, you know, eighth, ninth, or tenth on on the second and third rounds, those are the picks. Yeah, you always want to have a high second round draft pick so you can trade down and take Drew Sample and Jackson Carmen. Well, that, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I knew you were going to get that Drew Sample comment in. So, but all right, let's do predictions. Devin, lead us off. What do you got? Well, I was going to go big, but Jake scared me a little bit about the weather, and my big prediction was going to be a little big anyway. But uh, I'm I'm incredibly optimistic. I'm super excited coming off Monday. Um, I think we've got, uh, for probably the second or third time, um, we'll say we've got the right opponent at the right time, and I think we win this game 27-23. I think right. it's uh, close most of the way. We pull ahead and comfortably win 27-23 in a game it feels like we're never really going to lose. Okay. I'll catch my under ticket easily. I'll take it. 27-23 is an under? Oh, I thought you said 23-17. Sorry. No, no, no. He said no. 27-23. There's 50 a, points being scored. Yeah, yeah. He's got 50. I originally was going to go 31-24. I had a yeah. I was similar to you. I have a 24-23. I'm being optimistic. I don't know that we I think this is a back and forth game. It's at home. I think we get the the play we need at the right time. That's uh situational football. And I think we end up pulling the game out. Um, and if it doesn't happen. I'm not going to be devastated. Like I said, I, I'm going with the, you know, the cup half, the cup half uh, full, you know, and I think either way we're winning, you know, it's a winner. If we wind up with a fourth place schedule and a better draft pick, that's a win too. And, and keep seeing the talent in the cupboard. So we know how to buy ingredients at the draft and free agency. So win or lose Jake, what do you got for us? And then I want, and then you're going to give us a, are you going to give us a pick this week? Uh, I can, I can give a pick college football's done and, uh, Oregon, I'm still recovering from that one. So that's, uh, I, I, that I, I, I can give me a, a big pick. card. That, that was the, that, that was, a, that was a big leg home on a card that had a lot already home that Oregon game hurt. So I was at a concert and I looked at the final score and I went, Oh, so yeah. that was my only um, big disappointment of the weekend was, was Oregon losing that game. So. I I do think it goes under. Well, okay, my pick is um, Cowboys minus three and a half because the Eagles suck. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, Cowboys Cowboys, Cowboys minus by three and a half. Cowboys, Cowboys minus three, three and, and a half. half. Yes, in Dallas against the Eagles. That's my pick. Uh, I was on the Niners last week. This Eagles team so fucking overrated. Pisses me yeah. off. Yeah. They're so overrated. Um, Dallas is my Super Bowl pick. Like I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So. 
yeah, minus three and a half. I got minus three. I think it's the three and a half now. It it it, it wasn't like uh, last week's line where it moved five points in favor of San Fran and everyone wanted to take the Eagles and then the Niners won by like a million. Right. So, yeah. So you know what I, I'm going to do. That... You know what I'm going to do. Oh, you, you're going to tease it to plus three. Oh, plus three and a half. Yeah, I'll have the I'll have the Cowboys even if they don't pull it out. It's like okay. I. Can't wait to come back here. The can... last minute. I don't think the Eagles are going to run away with it. The Eagles have been stealing wins they should have had all year. So, I mean, if they steal this game, they won't steal it from me. All right. Well, after the Eagles fluke their way into another win, you have the uh, the trump card on me again. After, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. After Oregon State, I'm still pissed about that one. I lost off of fucking safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Going, so... Jake, you're the best. Oregon State. I won it on the teaser. So. But um, all right, and so and then well, your score for this game, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I think it under, goes. You're gonna have a lower. I think number. it goes on. I think it goes under. Uh, I think both DCs will come to play. Two very good DCs. I guess, say what you want about Louis, still very good. Uh, so is Gus Bradley. Um, wins. I think that this is gonna this is gonna come down to a Gardner Minshew turnover. He's been one of the most turnover happy yeah. quarterbacks in the league this season. Just interceptions, fumbles, turnover worthy plays. Uh, he's a turn. He's almost has double the amount of turnover worthy plays as he does as big time throws, which is a PFF stat. So I think it comes down to that. I, I think both teams will struggle to move. I just don't think either now their offense is really any good. So 2017 Bengals still fluke their way into a turnover at the end of the game and win it. Okay. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, isn't he averaging almost two turnovers a game? Yeah. He has like 30 turnover worthy plays. It's, yeah. it's awful. So. But um, all right. Well, there you have it. Um, like I said, if you don't uh, subscribe to the channel, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Um, Jake, remind everybody where they can find your podcasts. Jake Circus podcast, Spotify and YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Circus. Say hi. All right. And we will be here right after the game with our recap. So please give us a thumbs up. Join us after the recap and have a good rest of your week, everybody. I'm going to say who day. Take who care. Day.